Good afternoon, it's 12 o'clock and welcome to the Money Web at Midday Show. My name is Raik van Nikker. Well, the JSE is caught again in the crossfire of the Trump and China trade war and the rand remains within a narrow band of around 14 rand 90 and 15 rand against the dollar. In corporate news, uh, Comair is set to report results at 12 o'clock. I haven't seen it on SENS, but hopefully it will be announced and I'll speak to hopefully to Eric Fenter, CEO of Comair, uh, about the numbers. Uh, Comair, of course, uh, hasn't reported a loss in its 71-year history and it will be interesting to do, see whether this can be maintained. Then Naspers announced it will invest a massive 1.4 billion rand in the local vehicle purchase group We Buy Cars. Uh, very interesting transaction, that one. And then Vivo Energy also announced that it has finally secured regulatory approval to buy Engines International Operations, um, and that is uh, a big 30 billion rand deal. And I'll speak to Paul Fosher, portfolio, portfolio manager at Unum Capital, about these and other stories. But first, let's look at the indicators. The JSC All Share down nearly 0.4% at 56,091 points. Resources uh, has gained a half a percent. Industrials down nearly 1.3. Financials uh, up nearly a, or just above a third of a percent. The gold index down 1.7. Uh, on other international markets, a FTSE 100 uh, relatively flat at uh, 7,308 points. The DAX has gained 0.2%. The CIC 40 up 0.3. Earlier in Southeast Asia, the Nikkei gained 1.4, Shanghai gained 1.8, and the Hang Seng closed 0.59% higher. Let's look at some individual shares. Uh, Glencore has gained a significant 3.5%, Cup up 3.5%. Implats 3.3, Anglo Platt is trading 2.3% higher, um, and uh, Anglo is also 2% higher. On the downside, Aspen losing another 3.6%, down at uh, 185.67. Rand Anglo Gold down 3.4, Sabania Gold down 3.3, Naspers down 2.45%, Mediclinic also lost 2.4, while Sassol is trading down 2.2%. The rand is trading at 14 rand 90 against the dollar, 19 rand 57 against the pound, and 17 rand 41 against the euro. The euro is trading at $1.16, the pound at $1.31, Bitcoin at $6,250 or 97000 406 rand. Gold is trading at $1,199. Um, the platinum price is $804. Good to see platinum back above $800. Brent crude uh, up $1.28 to $78.88 US cents. That's not good news. And on the capital market, the R186 uh, is at 9.25%. Um, Paul Fischer von Unum Capital, welcome to the show. Uh, you, you know, this is going to be the story of uh, the next few months, uh, I believe. You know, very volatile markets and mostly influenced by external factors. Absolutely, Rick. Yeah, um, <laughs> I see a lot, of, a lot of news coming out on the trade debate today. Well, in the last uh, uh, yesterday and today, uh, obviously Trump has issued a, another 10% tariff on 200 billion worth of worth of goods, which is probably going to go up to 25% early next year. So, funny, I guess the ironic issue in the statement was that he said he's going to leave it at 10% now and increase it to 25% next year to give U.S. businesses time to adjust. Um, at the end of the day, U.S. businesses are going to be paying these tariffs. So, you kind of wonder what he's trying to do by making. Uh, 
he's trying to improve uh, the situation in, in the U.S., but essentially giving them an extra cost that they have to bring through to customers uh, in a way, unless they can find a way to uh, to manufacture goods that that China's manufacturing. So it's an interesting it's an interesting uh, dynamic at the moment. <laughs> and this is probably going to be Trump's uh, biggest legacy is this uh, trade war because it, in many ways it doesn't make sense. Um, but looking at the the local market, we see property stocks under immense pressure. New 52-week lows for high prop growth point accelerate um, and redefine. Uh, why the pressure on property stocks? I think, look, these properties, in our view, have been quite expensive for a while, and obviously you've had some, uh, let's, let's call it sentiment issues around some of the stocks that have caused, caused a big sell-off in the index. But if you look at just the general general world, I think there's a lot of fear around uh, inflation uh, inflation going up and, and, and rates rising, and that's going to affect property prices negatively. So, if, if you know, at the moment it's not... It's not really on the front of investors' minds too much, but but if inflation does start to become an issue, and ra- especially in the US, if the US starts to raise rates quickly than than than, than previously thought, uh, it is going to put pressure on property assets globally. You know, because um, that's obviously going to affect our our bond yield, and if our bond yield goes up. Uh, then, uh, you know, to compensate investors for owning property stocks, the, the yield on property would need to go up, I mean the capital price needs to come down. So I think there's a lot of this uh, in the markets at the moment. And in our view, you know, property has been expensive for quite some time. It's run very hard. I mean, you've done, you know, last 15, 20 years holding property stocks, you've, you've had an amazing uh, return in your portfolio. But I just think going forward, um, you know, this, this long-term, let's call it 30, 35-year bond bull market that has been good for listed property, we see reversing now. And, you, and I think over, over the next 10, 15, 20 years, you're going to see bonds yields uh, tracing upwards rather than downwards. Yeah. Uh, there's not too much to go from a zero, zero uh, return on a bond. So, so you're going to see uh, this dynamic playing out, and I think that's what's causing uh, pressure on property. Uh, Paul, have you heard that ad uh, on radio and tv and you see these billboards of we buy cars and you see these gentlemen with hundreds of rands in their hands and they uh, seem to be really friendly and they will buy your car and come out to you that you think that business is worth 1.4 billion rand clearly naspers does (laughs) (laughs) so so i don't know too much about the underlying business itself but look i mean it's it it sits into what naspers is trying to do clearly with the announcement of unbundling multi-choice the group is i think strategically focusing more on the e-commerce side so they want to get more into the e-commerce side get in the internet side and you know the investment in 10 cent many years back and they're really you know unbundling the multi-choice side so it definitely fits in, in in line with what they are trying to do as a let's call them a tech business going forward um, you know, they, they, uh, on the announcement of the unbundling of multi-choice, of obviously, you know, uh, keeping all the e-commerce uh, e-commerce interests. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that deal going forward. I haven't done too much uh, research on the underlying business to see if it's a good deal or not. Uh, look, for NASPERS, that's not even money, really. If you yeah. consider 1.4 billion rand on a company like that, it's not going to move move the share too much. But uh, interesting to see where they're going with it. Yeah, and the unbundling of multi-choice, um, you know, they announced earlier or at the annual general meeting a, a few months ago that they will unbundle uh, companies. Uh, but I got the impression it would be they would start with international companies um yeah so this is an interesting one obviously i think a big concern for them has been you know the fact that a lot of the rump let's call it the rump and aspects of the non-10 cent holdings are kind of almost valued you could you could even consider them being valued at a, at a negative multiple on our markets and i think they're trying to realize value for for shareholders and they've been listening to shareholders around this for quite some time 
So I think, you know, uh, multi-choice is a fairly sizable business and they're stable. Um, a little bit maybe could be around timing here too. I mean, if you look at multi-choice as a standalone business, at the moment it's very cash generative and it's, it's still in a growing, uh, it's still growing, growing its customer base, particularly in Africa. But when you consider that, you know, they've got a lot of competition now from the likes of Netflix and, and companies like that, your connected services type companies. Uh, maybe you know, maybe this is a good time to sell the business. You know, maybe they're looking at this more on a cyclical point of view and saying, you know, maybe it's maybe it's time to sell. So it's an interesting one and something we you know we're trying to sort of still wrap our heads around. Why why particularly multi-choice? You know, they they're still holding on to the e-commerce businesses, um, but yeah, interesting one to look at. I think um, it makes sense. It makes sense that they're going to sell this one. And I think it's going to be good for shareholders in the short term. Just long term is whether you hold those multi-choice shares or not. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, Vivo Energy. It's not a company I think many analysts follow, um, but he did a 30 billion rand deal and it's buying engines, international operations in eight sub-Saharan countries. And uh, it already owns and operates 1,800 shell service stations in 15 countries. Um, I th- the deal has been announced, but they now have uh, the thumbs up to actually proceed. What do you make of Vivo yeah. and this deal? Yes, also not not a, not a stock that we follow too closely. It's only recently listed, and it's it's not very uh, very a very, uh, very liquid stock. Um, look clearly, I mean, on on the front of it, it looks like I mean they've got a massive network, particularly in Africa, and I think this just adds to that network. So hopefully, there can be some sort of synergy around. You know, they're going to be pretty much running shell and engine through Africa. Hopefully, there's going to be some synergy around their infrastructure, their logistics, uh, which which should help uh, increase margins. I, I would I would I would I would think so. Haven't done too much analysis on 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 the on the um, deal itself. It's a lot of money to be paying. Um, but yeah, I think something to watch over the future. Hopefully, it will translate into improved margins for the business, though. Thank you, Paul. That was Paul Fashir, portfolio manager at Unum Capital.